Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the, the show. It's your boys. Yeah, buddy. Los Renderos Hermanos. Los, Los Hermanos uno. Renderos. Renderos Hermanos. Spicier, spicier and more delicious than Pollo Campero. The Salvadoran version, not the American one. Or Guatemalan. Or Guatemalan. That's right. It is Guatemalan. It's Guatemalan. Yes, it is. That's not right. Salvadoran. I, when the fuck did, did you learn that? And then you told me? Yeah, or, I, I went to the I, fucking place and... uh. Ate there, looked at the cup, was reading yeah. its reading its little bio shit, and I was like, "What the fuck, Guatemala? Like, what? Since when?" Yeah, 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 like I mean, it's funny though. Like I mean, you don't even think about it like that because it's so popular in El Salvador. Yeah, that you don't even fucking think about it, like where shit comes from, and it's uh, it's it's it was fucking it blew my mind when I remember when when I finally got told, I was like, "Holy shit!" So um, the Oscars. Uh, nominations came out this morning at 5.30, and it was a really short ceremony. It was about 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Got straight to the point. Uh, think that? Um, I think, I mean, a, at least a, according to a lot of the critics that I follow and stuff like that, mm-hmm. a lot of surprises. I mean, I was expecting Greta Gerwig to get a nomination for Best Director. She did not. Yeah, I was yeah. expecting Margot Robbie to get a Best Actress. She also did not. And Leonardo DiCaprio, I feel like, I you know, I haven't watched Killers of the Flower Moon yet, um, like, but... Um, I would have assumed that he would have at least gotten a nomination, especially after uh, the Revenant win and, and just him putting in consistent good work. Yeah, yeah. He was not nominated at all. Um, so th- there was a lot of snubs, a lot of surprises that popped up. You know, like... The, like uh, what, though? Like what was uh, something that was unexpected? Um, unexpected were some of the songs. Uh, the Flaming Hot theme song that was done for the movie won for best... I mean, or got nominated for best original song. But apparently the person who write who wrote the song, she's like an Oscar nominee. Uh, John Williams got nominated again for the um, Indiana Jones film, yeah. Dial of Destiny. Of course. Which makes him the oldest Oscar nominee. And he continues to extend like the amounts of nominations that he has. I don't yeah. know how many he has, but I know he's got a ton. I mean, because he's done everything, right? Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, fucking, um, you know. Uh, Terminator. No, surprisingly, it's surprising it's not Terminator. He did not do Terminator, but like I'm trying to scroll through here on the nominees because there's just so many of them. Like, so the top nominations go to Oppenheimer, Poor Things follows at 11, Killers of the Flower Moon after that, and then Barbie, Maestro, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fallen, The Holdovers got the least amount of nominations. For Best Picture, you got American Fiction. What's that? American Fiction is a film with uh, Jeffrey Wright. He plays a black author who sees that another black author, a, a woman author, she mm-hmm. writes a stereotypical story about the black experience. And he's dealing with family drama. But in anger, he also writes a stereotypical like black experience book. And it blows up. And he doesn't want it to blow up. And he doesn't. But he's making so much money. And he needs it at the time with his family drama stuff. And like it, it's a fucking hilarious movie. Jeffrey Wright kills it. Sterling K. Brown murders it. Um, so Sterling, they got nominated. Sterling K. Brown is fucking. He's fucking. That was fucking good, man. Yeah, that was on um, point. You know, he he's had a couple of, in. He's had a couple of stumbles for sure. The Predators, uh, <laughs> with uh, Olivia Munn is the Predators or the Predator? I forget what that Which reboot that? sequel. The one with where uh, the... the with the guy from um, Suicide Squad, uh, Brandon Boyd, is that the actor's name? Uh, where they're like, the, I never the, heard the of him. Bigger Predator comes out, kills the regular Predator. And oh, he's fucking Topher, with Topher Grace? No, the one that came out after. It's like they, they tried to relaunch it. Fuck, um, I don't remember. So, so that movie got nominated for Best Picture, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, 
the holdovers, which uh, I think uh, surprised a lot of the people because they weren't expecting the holdovers to to actually pull that off. Yeah, yeah. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, and Past Lives for Best Picture. Poor Things and The Zone of Interest. For Best Director, you have uh, Justine Triette for Anatomy of a Fall, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan as Oppenheimer, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, and you have Jonathan Glazier for The Zone of Interest. And I think um, I think uh, Christopher Nolan's going to take Oppenheimer. I mean, yeah, yeah. it is... Uh, an imp- I, again, I've said it once, I've said it before, uh, it is his best film. I don't give won a fuck. He won a bunch of shit for the Emmys? Was that it? Uh, at the, he won a bunch of shit at the Golden Globes. He won a bunch of shit at the Emmys, I think. He also won a bunch of shit at the... Uh, I don't know if SAG has done their award show, but I think I believe they have. Um, so then you have uh, actor in leading role, Bradley Cooper yeah. for Maestro. Coleman Domingo for Rustin. I haven't even heard of Rustin. It's something that I'd have to check out. Um, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. And then for Actress, this is, I think, where a lot of people were assuming that Margot Robbie would be in, but she's yeah. not. Instead, we got Annette Bening for Nyad, uh, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of a Fall, uh, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and uh, Emma Stone for Poor Things. Margot Robbie, not on that fucking list, which I think surprised a lot of people. They got a lot of love already, so. Yeah, I mean, they have gotten a lot okay. of love, but, uh, you know, like, it's it's still surprising, like, that She's the biggest the movie. She's not the best actress either, you know what I mean? She's yeah. like, whatever. I think, I think she is incredibly talented, but I think, like, when when it comes to Barbie, like I would have, I would have at least given her the nomination, at okay. least. Yeah, yeah. Get I, I don't, I don't know if I would give her the win because I mean, I watched Emma Stone in Poor Things, and she absolutely went all in on that fucking movie. And that movie's weird. Yeah. But she fucking killed it. I mean, I obviously have to see the rest of them. I keep hearing hearing great things about Anatomy of a Fall. Yeah, I want to watch that for sure. Um, That's that, a, I keep something it. on the radar for sure for yeah. me. Uh, then you have uh, actor in a supporting role. You have Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling got it for Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Okay. For me, I would have flipped them. I would have taken Mark Ruffalo out. I would have put Willem Dafoe in. I think Willem Dafoe's performance is top-notch. Mark Ruffalo is good. I don't know if I would have given him the nomination, though, personally speaking. Willem Dafoe in what, though? Poor Things. Okay. Uh, as well. They were both in the same film. But I feel that there was something really sweet and kind of crazy about Willem Dafoe's character. You'll have to watch the movie. I'm telling you, it's it's kind of a it's a weird time. Okay. But I haven't seen uh, other Yorgo Lanthimos films. I haven't seen The Lobster. I haven't seen uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I haven't seen um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Never heard of it. Uh, the uh, Lobster. What the fuck was that? It's a film with Colin Farrell where like there's a society where if you can't find a romantic partner, they turn you into an animal. So oh. Colin Farrell goes to the facility and goes, okay, if, if I can't find a relationship at this final venture, you can turn me into a lobster. Fun times. Yeah, weird movie. Killing of the Sacred Deer. Colin Farrell works with Yorgos Anathemos again. Mm-hmm. And uh, he plays a doctor who ends up killing the son of Barry Keoghan. Uh, I mean, the, 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 killing the dad of Barry Keoghan. And uh, he poisons the family. And tells them you got to kill one of your family members, or you, or they all die, as oh, punishment wow. for you letting my father die. And That's so the whole movie is him leading up to that decision of whether he's going to let his whole family die or if he's going to kill one of them. Mm. So, but I hear the movie's fucking twisted. I mean, it sounds twisted. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> and I forget what other films he made. I'm done he's made, but I, I know that I've not seen it. 
Um, but then you have a uh, actress in supporting role, and we'll stop after this one. I think I, at this point, we'll, we'll oh, you know, we'll look at the best song. Uh, okay. But Emily Blunt Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for the color purple, America Ferrera got it for Barbie, and then uh, Jodie Foster for Nyad, and then Divine Joy Randolph for the holdovers. And for me, just off of this list, I loved Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer. I love America Ferrera, my God, my queen. Uh, yeah. But fuck no, dude. Divine and Joy. She's Latina también. Latina. Um, but Divine Joy, fucking my God. All the emotions, all of the shit, everything. Just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful performance in the film, The Holdovers. If you've not watched it, please go watch that. And then um, just real quick, original song, The Fire Inside uh, from Flaming Hot, music and lyrics by Diane Warren. I'm Just yeah. Ken uh, by Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt. It Never Went Away from American Symphony uh, by John ba- Baitiz. And, Batista? Uh, Dan- ba- ba- Batista? I don't know. Uh, and then Dan Wilson. And then you have Wazaze, a song from my people from The Killers of the Flower Moon by Scott George. And then What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, her older brother. Um, okay. Yeah, but... Uh, Oppenheimer did not break the most uh, nominations. It tied it. So it still sits at 13 for most nominations. But everything that you can think Oppenheimer was going to get nominated for, they got nominated for. Um, it's they, a fucking long-ass fucking movie, so it's plenty to yeah. critique, I guess. The, I mean, there's a lot to look at. I mean, yeah. I mean, just I mean, everything, like, right? It's like everything that Christopher Nolan learned in terms of, like, the editing, the pacing, the using of time. The, the, the special effects, the costume design, the town building, all of the shit that went into that production. Even, even the fucking, uh, when, you, when you see them like thinking and it shows their thoughts and how like the reaction of whatever the fucking chemical is. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and really, then uh, really good. Godzilla and the creator, I forgot, did get for best the creator visual, best visual oh, effects, man. which I think is really fucking cool because I will say this. If you've not seen Godzilla Minus One, it is. I mean, I've, I don't know shit about Godzilla, but fuck, it's a good Godzilla movie. Some of the effects don't look so hot. But I've it was only, o- heard, only heard good things. It was only made for $15 million. And I will say, there's a couple of water effects that look a little janky and a couple of fire effects that look a little janky. But other than that, that movie looks fucking better than Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, in Quantumania. Guardians of the Galaxy also got nominated. So big yeah. budget, your big budget films are there. But... I think it does show that the creator, which I, we said was really boring, and but visually, clever vis, visual effects. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Um, visually, it was fucking crazy. Visual, I like the way they did the robots, kind of yeah. like humanish, but and then Godzilla, uh, I think really, I, I, I want Godzilla to win. That's what I want. I want it to be like, hey, look, you don't need a grand scale. Give the artist time to make the movie, and you can get a beautiful movie. Yeah. Um, but let's try the beer of the week. What we got on deck right now. Let me uh, grab this real quick. This is uh, a slushy confetti candy by 450 North Brewing Co. Okay. Um, the can just looks like a party. It uh, looks it like you- smoothie-style sour ale with peach rings, gummy bears, chewy squares, peach, lemon, and pineapple. It does look like... Slushy uh, XXL. Like you dropped some fucking uh, LSD and you're just flying off the colors. Fucking spin um, that bad boy. Just oh, that's right, because it's a slushy. Yeah. That's right. You got to mix it up a little bit. But yeah, I mean, like that's the thing. Like I'm just, it's very surprising. Like a lot of people were I expecting uh, different people to be nominated. Uh, again, Margot Robbie, Greta Gerwig, 
Uh, they were even expecting Leo. They were expecting for best original song, maybe one of the songs from The Color Purple, yeah. something. But a lot of shit did not drop. American Fiction got some some nominations that they were surprised about, the holdovers. But, I mean, I think there was just... Um, there was a lot of movies that were coming out towards the end of the year that people were like, really like, yo, watch this. Yeah. Saltburn got completely left out, which we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Um, but I mean, genuinely, like, that's making buzz for its own fucking thing. Um, <laughs> uh, which honestly, um, we'll discuss it again. I'm gonna hold off my thoughts, but let's talk. Let's try this beer here. Pass you yours real quick. No. All right, let me smell this bad boy while you set up and get ready. It's a, uh, it smells very, it smells very, like it's, it does smell like, no? very candyish, yeah. I kind of like the smell for sure because it's like a, it smells very a sweet, mango kind of. Almost, I was gonna say that, very mango ish, very, yeah. uh, like with hints of citrusy. Yeah, for sure. Try that shit and let me see what you think. Not bad. Not bad. No. Surprisingly, not as sweet as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be overwhelmingly sweet. Yeah. Very well balanced in terms of sweetness. Try it out. Okay. Give it a shot while you knock that back, and then <laughs> we'll load up. what this is all about. Well, uh, we'll load up uh, Self-Reliance here real quick. It'll be the first film on the docket. We're going to judge it heavily. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not bad, man. No, it's not bad. Kind of very... thick. Yeah. Kind of thick, but very smooth. Tastes like... I don't know. It tastes like almost like just mango type of candy. Yeah, it tastes like a mango. A little bitter at the end. Yeah, nothing. That lingers and shit, but other than that, pretty fucking good, Very mild, very easy drinking for for sure. sure. Uh, So let's talk about our first film here, Um, Self-Reliance, written and directed by Jake Johnson of New Girl fame. He does the voice of Peter B. Parker in Across the Spider-Verse. And then... I was just trying to see what what, uh, Godzilla Minus One had made. After it's fifteen oh, yeah. million dollars, yeah, it was only supposed to be in theaters Production, for a, it was hundred million. Uh, Damn, it was only supposed to be in theaters for one week here in the, in the United States. Yeah, and it was so big of an opening that the company uh, decided to keep it in release. There is actually a black and white screening of the film happening this weekend uh, okay, for anybody who's interested in that. Yeah, um, so definitely check that out. So self reliance. Jake Johnson, written and directed, starring starring him, Andy Samberg. Uh, you have Bjorn Johnson. Uh, it's all in, in in order of appearance. Uh, but you have uh, Anna Kendrick. You have a bunch of different actors. Wayne Brady makes an appearance. You know, I mean, like, you, you work in the business long enough. You make enough friends. Uh, you get them to appear in your film. But Christopher Lloyd is in it as well. Yeah. But the movie is about a guy who... Is down on his luck. Jake Johnson's the fucking main dude, right? The main, the, okay. the main lead. Yeah, I guess be cops and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is like down on his luck. His girlfriend's broken up with him. Like, which by the way, dude, Jake Johnson, you look like that, and you got yeah. that as your girl. You do your best, bro, to hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta milk it, you know. No, yeah, yeah. Gotta hold on what you got, brother. Yeah, uh, and then uh, so he's in the dumps and everything, and uh, Andy Samberg pulls up in the limo and tells him, "Hey, man, uh, you've been selected to participate in the game where if you can survive our assassins for a month, you get a million dollars." Yeah, and he uh, he signs on board for that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, so he signs on board for it because um, he's down in his luck, wants to make a quick buck, and thinks it's going to be easier because it's a loophole where all you need to do is have somebody with you. You can't be yeah. alone. So uh, initially, during the whole trek of everything, um, and then 
the, during the whole thing, he is uh, befriended by a unhoused person, which helps keep him alive. But then he decides, yeah, yeah, he decides that maybe maybe he should get some more help on this. Yeah, it's actually not even that he looks for help. Uh, Anna and uh, Anna Kendrick yeah. finds him through cr- the Craigslist ad that he put out. And she says she's part of the game, and uh, you know they spend a lot of time together and they bond and everything and. Uh, you know, some romantic feelings pop up, at least on her end and his end, but he's so self-wrapped and absorbed that he blows it. And, and, and in the end, he makes makes the money. Um, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but what, what did you actually expect? What did you actually think of the film uh, as a whole? I mean, for me, like, it was very weird, maybe a little too weird for its own good. Like, there was a lot of funny moments in the film. Like, I did laugh uh, a couple of times here and there. Yeah. But I was so more wrapped up with the fact of what was happening over everything else. Um, because there was a period of time where I thought, is he actually having a mental health crisis? Like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? So I think uh, I'm still very unbalanced in terms of the film. But I want to say it's more positive feelings about the film yeah. than negative. Uh, like, you know, like, I, w- I would probably say it's just okay as a film. I think it's his first uh, directorial, I think, big thing and yeah. i think he shoots it really well i mean he's definitely worked in television uh, in terms of i think he may have directed a couple of episodes of new girl and done some okay. other stuff um but again i think jay johnson handles it really well um he's a very likable character yeah um but the the situation feels a little too un- un- unreal and for the world that he's grounding it in but again one of the things that tells you that maybe he's having a mental health crisis is at the end when he's in the warehouse and the camera's spinning around, the image of the area that he's in is very, all of a sudden becomes very grainy, out of focus. Yeah, yeah. And so it tells me, like, maybe it's all in his head and he's trying to wrap up the story. I'm not exactly sure. I felt like it was uh, weirdly paced because, like, even the days, the days go by kind of quick and um, you don't really see what the fuck's going on. You get to like day twelve pretty fucking fast, and that's something that I didn't like because you don't know what the fuck's going on. He's like kind of just chilling, you know what I mean? So that's not. It wasn't too uh, exciting of a film, I'd say. No, it wasn't too exciting of a film, and like, again, like I think, like yeah, I mean, I'll give the pacing issues a, a hit. Also, yeah. it just it did feel like again. I just thought, what an odd movie this is. Like I can't. There was for my for my emotional investment and all that stuff that I was trying to hold on to something more stable. Yeah, uh, it definitely like it was definitely a roller coaster ride of like I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's real. I don't know if it's all in his head. And I it just it because I was still sorting all that out. Like I, I just didn't when the movie ended. I just I just honestly felt really like I don't know what I just watched. Yeah. I don't know if maybe a second viewing would be the thing that course corrects, you know, be like Monty Python, the Holy Grail, which the first time I watched it, did not understand it. The second time I watched it, loved it. Okay. Um, I but I don't know. I'm not, I've never seen it. So I know yeah. it's kind of weird of a fucking film. Monty um, Python, the Holy Grail. Yeah. 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 It, it is a bizarre, it's a bizarre comedy. Like they're absurdists, right? So there's a lot of weird things happening. And like the more you view it, the more f- stuff you find in the backgrounds of yeah. things and like shit like that. It's, it's just, it's, one of my favorite comedies of all time. Okay. But again, this movie here, I I don't know if a second viewing would correct that or if I would just feel as lost as before because some people are like, I think it was all in his head. Some people are like, maybe it's not. 
it was very bland of a film for sure. Yeah. Um, oh, you, you just felt I, like I, it was. I, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It, its pace was just weird. The acting was like okay. Conversations were like whatever. Um, it didn't seem like it was something that just stuck stuck out. You know what I mean? It was yeah, just yeah. okay of a film. That guy Jake Johnson. I don't know. I didn't laugh much. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, because I feel like the premise is so fucking bizarre. Yeah. That it's hard to latch on to anything, like because it, it does feel like you're fluctuating between reality and not reality, and reality and not reality, yeah. or it is all reality. And because his family reacts like, "What are you talking about?" You know. But it, again, I I don't know. It, that's the hard part. I just don't fucking know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, it's just okay. Uh, you should check it out. It's on Hulu. Um, I I don't if you have, have Hulu. If you watch have Hulu. It. Yeah, you should definitely watch it. It's definitely something you should at least experience, uh, even though we gave most most of the, the stuff away. Like, I, I, I want to say there's a couple of moments in there that you're definitely like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, but let's talk about our second film, uh, yeah. Saltburn, uh, directed and written uh, by Emerald Fennell. Uh, she is an actress, uh, writer, director, producer. Uh, she, uh, she's her biggest film to date before Saltburn was Promising Young Things, I believe Carrie Mulligan as well, uh, Bo Berman and uh, others. Um, I've not watched it. I hear incredible things about it. But again, I've not had a chance to watch Promising Young uh, Woman. Um, Never seen it either. Never even heard of it. So this film stars uh, Barry Keegan, Jacob Ellerty. Um, You have, uh, let me see here. Oh, my goodness. What What is her name here? I hate when they do it in the order of appearance because that frustrates the fuck out of me. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rosamund Pike. Put the main character first. And then, yeah, put the main uh, character and then the rest of them, right? And then you have Rosamund Pike, who uh, you know her from Gone Girl. I know her from the James Bond film Die Another Day. She a baddie. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, this movie is about um, Barry Keegan's character, Oliver Quick, meeting Felix uh, Catton, uh, played by Jacob Ellerdy of uh, Euphoria fame, and yeah. uh, befriends him. And gets invited to spend the summer after they've graduated Oxford University at the family's house, Saltburn, the mansion, the manor. Um, very rich, lavish lifestyle that Barry Keegan wants to get involved in. And uh, it just becomes like this manipulation game. Um, a lot of people will talk about the bathtub scene, which I will say my wife gagged when he... <laughs> what, what happened again? The bathtub scene. Do you remember the bathtub scene? I fucking... There's so much weird shit going on. I it's don't... It's after uh, Jacob Ellerty is finishing himself off in the bathtub and he's draining the tub and they're sharing the bathroom. Barry Keegan goes in there and he starts drinking the bathwater and licking the drain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife was profoundly disgusted by that only because we know how disgusting drains are. The drinking of the bathwater is just a weird thing. Uh, I don't kink shame. Do whatever the fuck you want. With consent, though, is my question. My 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 advice is always with consent. Yeah, I don't ask, a, ask before you can drink ask, the water. Yeah, exactly. Always. Hey, bro, can I get a sip? Yeah. <laughs> can I taste that ass, please? <laughs> or those footsies? But yeah, um, but dude, I honestly like the movie is beautifully shot. It's very well framed. The yeah. colors, everything pop. I mean, Jacob Ellerty, I fucking hate him in Euphoria as Nathan, as Nate. He's such a fucking psychotic character in that show. That, I still haven't seen that show. Okay. And he's so fucking crazy to see him play a very, like, sweet but still rich and egotistical. He's a little egotistical for sure. Yeah, yeah. But to see him be so sweet and, like, so charming 
was so it caught me off guard because I know him just as an asshole character. Yeah, yeah. So for me to watch him, I was like, okay, that's okay. the whole fucking point, right? Yeah, like yeah. To break from what you were or what you're known for. Yeah, and yeah. so I mean, I know he's been in other things, but I know I've not seen him in other things. This is my first time actually seeing Jacob outside of Euphoria, where yeah, I noticed yeah. him. But I mean, he he does very well. Barry Keegan, he's a fantastic actor. Banshees of Inan Sheeran, I mean, fucking goddamn, he's he's acting his brains out. Like the guy is good. Yeah. Um. And I mean, the movie is a very weird, manipulative, like fucking roller coaster ride, which I took at times of being very class warfare. Okay. You know, because Barry Keegan, you know, at least for part of the film, he's a poor boy trying to trying to work, manipulate his yeah, way into the circle. And shit. Loner, and you know, it's it's a lot of different things: class warfare, obsession, um, manipulation, the, the games to get the upper hand. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of different things happening at once with a lot of like very uh, interesting long takes, uh, camera shots, colors, music editing, all that stuff, just kind of all playing with each other to give you this like crazy col- fucking kaleidoscope f- journey of just what the fuck is this dude doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, because he's basically opens up with narration. Of I love Felix and like uh, you know you go through the story and it's just like what in the fuck is going on yeah. here? This is crazy. Yeah. Um, I didn't particularly care for the twist, but what are your thoughts like in terms of like the film? Uh, the fucking film was uh, I thought it was a really good fucking movie uh, when it came to like his psychotic break or the way he's just a uh, uh, moving throughout his uh, world in a sense or like the world and I I fucking thought it was kind of fucking insane on some of the things that he did. Yeah. It was just like, man, this fucking dude is fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, he's super obsessed. When he humps the fucking ground once uh, he kills Felix. Yeah. And then still, you know, humps his fucking gravesite, which was fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, the Yeah, I mean, like, he definitely was experiencing some sort of psychotic break at that point, yeah, right? In terms of, sure. like, how everything was happening. Yeah. But just the, the, the... The last fucking scene when he's dancing butt-ass naked, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But I kind of felt like that needed to be shown because it shows that he is so... Uh, happy with what he w- was what able to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, dude, honestly, like, just the character is uh, a manipulative sociopath, right? Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, the whole thing is based, his whole world is based on the set of lies. But that kid, to- um, the kid that plays the kid from fucking uh, Gran Turismo. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah, kind of yeah. figured him out, you know? Uh, Archie Madeque. Yeah, he figured him out, but, um, of course, this fool fucking figured out how to get him the fuck out of here. He plays Farley. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, but even then, like, uh, the young woman who plays uh, Venetia, right? Is it Venetia? Mm-hmm. The, the daughter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Venetia played by Allison Oliver. She also realized that by the end, like, that he was a monster waiting in the wings to devour the family. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, just, it's beautifully shot. It's wonderfully acted. I mean, Rosamund Pike, um, a lot of people thought she might have been nominated for Saltburn. But, again, like we talked about earlier, yeah, she just got snowed. No luck. No luck, at, no love at all. Um, yeah. Which, but I mean, she is a wonderful actress. Um, but the cast is really good. I want to say, like, you know, even uh, Richard Grant, who plays the father of senior, uh, Sir James uh, Ketton, uh, he's just so delirious by that point. Like, he's just whatever he's on, his mental health, all that stuff. That father is fucking gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. The, the the movie is just a manipulation roller coaster. But what I didn't like is I didn't like the ending. I didn't like that twist at the end that the whole thing was set up so he could actually get 
salt burned for himself and the wealth of the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, like, I felt like I really did like the idea of obsession being the main line running through the whole story. Yeah. I mean, which it still technically is, right? It's an obsession about wealth. Yeah, of course. And But I, I felt it was a more interesting story with the obsession of a, a person. Like, in terms of, like, how the story was going, you know? That's how it started, yeah. Yeah, that's how it started. And so, for... So, so once once he kind of dove into this fucking fool's world, he just loved it and wanted it for himself. Yeah, and then I... I but I, I did not like the fact that he has... He was he was the fucking killer, you know, in the fucking corner that nobody knew because he played such a... Oh, I'm just an innocent... I'm just an innocent boy. Like, oh, look at I'm me. A, I'm a wallflower. I'm so sad. Oh... I got Ro- one headlight. Rosamund Pike, you're stunning. Let me give you the I'd fuck you eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, like, yeah, that, that was a thing. Like, even, even when he was watching, like, uh, uh, Felix uh, Bone, all these chicks and shit, I was like, dude, this was fucking crazy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, in a way, I guess, you know, it, it could go either way, honestly. Like, but yeah. for me, like, yeah, also a really weird movie, like, in terms of just how it's shot. Uh, but I, again, I think it works better for Saltburn than it actually does for Self Reliance. If, if you're going to compare the both films in terms of like the weirdness that they're bringing, Saltburn I think is just the the stronger film. Well, yeah, uh, its story, uh, everything about it, pretty much, even like the acting is just way on point. Yeah, and the music is so uncomfortable. The yeah. score that they're using, um, it just for it to it be that un- kind of story. Yeah, it's unnerving. Yeah. Um, you good know, fucking movie. It, no, it, it is good. I definitely would re- recommend it. It's on Prime uh, if you want to check it out. I know that was one of the films that you had watched right before we went on vacation. Yep. Or while we were on vacation. Because of Barry Keegan. Yeah. I, I mean, like Barry Keegan, yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, like, I, I really do like him as an actor. I mean, again, and Jacob Ellerty, I mean, mad, mad respect for what he brought to the table. Um, yeah. But, I mean, honestly, check out Saltburn. I mean, if you're not going to be weirded out, there are some weird sequences in there, but I think we talked about the most, the one that got the most attention on TikTok, which is the bathtub scene. But for me, again, like, because I know that many people have different kinks, like, it didn't get to me as bad well, if as... You, if you want to see a Barry Keegan butt-ass naked and do, a, like, a fucking crazy dance, uh, watch oh, he it. Is, he is digging. Watch it, because it's uh, quite interesting to see, I guess, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm always, I'm always a fan for... Just more nudity in general. I'm more of a fan of just something different in a film that you don't see very often. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so... All right, so let's... I guess I talk about the tidbits next, yeah? Yeah. Fuck All right, yeah. what do you got for tidbits? Let me see here. A couple of short ones, nothing too crazy. Um, Let me see. We got to start with... Chuck E. Cheese is in works to have a game show. Oh. So... Five Nights at Freddy's? Something like that, I guess. I'm not <laughs> sure, but they're probably gonna use the animatronic fucking characters and uh well yeah, because they're taking them all kinda, out, right? Making it kind of scary, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're taking cool. out they're taking out all the all the animatronic uh, performers and moving them to one location, or at least only having one set at one location. Really? Yeah, yeah. They finally decided, all right, these guys are terrifying kids. Let's not do this anymore. Um, especially after Five Nights at Freddy's, like clowning. I mean, in a way, clowning the the animatronic uh, pizza restaurant. Like, I think they're just like, fuck it. We just. Well, you would focus. think that it would make more money because of it, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. Um, anything else? Yeah, a couple. We got a. Uh, this is one for you. You fucking love this place. So, Chick fil A customers could be eligible for gift cards. Uh, they're having like some fucking. Uh, um, like, charge over fucking uh, charging people a little incorrectly. 
Yeah. So if you have an app, if you have the app or you've ordered from the website, that's the only way you can get the fucking gift card. But you got to go on there and check your profile and they'll tell you. Yeah, no, never. I'll never fucking go to Chick-fil-A. Disneyland's Haunted Mansion is closed for the big expansion. It kind of rhymes, no? Uh, yeah, I mean, they I mean, they are expanding it, right? Like, I mean, there's a bunch of construction going on. It's going to be like, like a, I think like a backyard fucking, you walk through the garden or some shit like that now. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Uh, feels almost like uh, they're trying to put it more in line with the... With the film? Not the film, but probably like the, the Haunted Mansion in Orlando. Because your Haunted Mansion in Orlando, I think, had a bigger queue for the line. I don't know if you remember it. I don't. Okay, yeah. Like, you, you, it was a bigger, more neater line. Like, you felt like more like you were in buyer... And it just felt like you were more involved with the whole Haunted Mansion experience before you get in. Uh, it's okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, WWE Raw, which is uh, Monday Night Raw, is moving exclusively to Netflix with a after a five billion dollar deal. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I saw that this morning, and my jaw was like, "Holy shit!" Starting like, next year, twenty twenty five, January. That, that's fucking nuts, dude. Because yeah. I mean, like, who owns them? I think. Is it WWE was they got bought by UFC, right? So UFC, I think been, so. Yeah, I think uh, UFC has been pitching them out and like they're like, hey man, like let's let's make this happen. And Netflix is like, yeah, let's do this. Consistent. What's a fucking hell of a conglomerate? Cons- that fucking shit is like money maker, like a motherfucker. Yeah, for sure. People love violence. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, scripted violence is still violence. Yeah, that's true. Um, you uh, know, Jurassic World, the film is in the works. In in. They don't fucking learn any lessons. The first one was the only one. You don't need any more fucking Jurassic Parks. Well, people like that shit, man. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, but they didn't because the last Jurassic Park film missed all of its marks. Really? I, I think internationally it may, is where it made the money. But I think domestically, it was not It was not that hot. Like, I think it. Mo- most of the films that came out that were the third film in the trilogy or whatever, most of them have bombed, at least in terms of like, the amount of money they make. It's it's wow, been very man. rare that they've been successful. Expensive um, as fuck to make though too. Because that fucking yeah. That fucking uh the computer graphics are just they look okay, I guess. Yeah, well, because the thing is, you know, they rushed. I just the, saw fucking well, Jurassic what four or three? Yeah. And with the kid gets lost and shit. Oh man. The animatronics are actually the thing that looks yeah, the worst in that sure. thing. Not I, I thought the animatronics were the best part, the fucking animation. The CGI was fucking trash, man. Uh, you know what? Honestly, like watching like clips of it now, you can tell that the animatronics look a little rough around the edges. But I will say this: like the CGI doesn't look as bad as like I remember it. Like I do think like the CGI looking bad. But again, I think it's because they rush the the art houses to the visual houses to yeah. to rush this shit out. And so yeah, I mean I think that's what we talked about. Like why Quantumania looks so bad, right? Like not only is it like they're using the volume. And you're kind of locked in with a very specific kind of camera movement. Yeah. But on top of that, like you're rushing to make these deadlines. And so you're cutting corners and having these artists push, push, push. So they can't really clean stuff off. I, rem- I mean, one of the things that still stands out to me is Taika Watiti with uh, uh, watching clips of Thor Love and Thunder. And he looks, I oh, forget. Man, that he, fucking movie. He looks at Tessa Thompson. He's like, this. Does this look bad? He's like, Korg looks bad. He doesn't look right. And it's because you have 25 visual effects houses yeah. that are all <laughs> scrambling to meet the deadlines. And you're the one who's pushing them. Not you, but like Disney's pushing them to, you know, get it all done in time. And it's like, 
yeah, of course it's going to look bad because you can't spend the time to look it over and be like, no, no, I don't really like how this looks. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, it's it's a mess. It's, yeah. the, the studios are a mess. I agree. Yeah. A lot of shit's going down this year that um, could change a lot of shit too. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, this is another one that's just for today and tomorrow. So if you listen to this t- tomorrow, well, tomorrow would be Wednesday. Wednesday the 24th. It'd be your last opportunity to get a buy one, get one chili cheeseburger from Tommy's. Yes, that's right. Tommy's has been doing a lot of those specials lately. All fucking, all, all day, yeah. all the time. Yeah, it, I've, been, I've, I've been seeing like them just crank those out. Yeah, visit any of their 32 locations and just uh, mention the promo, and that's it. All right. Um, those are the tidbits of the week. You'll have more tidbits next week for these lovely people on the internet. Yes, sir. Uh, so let's talk about the next week's films. Got two films, both on Netflix. Uh, we're both, I, I think, really curious about these films. One is May December, starring Julianne Moore and uh, Natalie Portman. Oh yeah. Um, and then the other is The Kitchen, um, which looks, I caught my attention. I know you picked it. Is that a Brit? It's a British film, right? It's a right? British film about a dystopian future in London. Which I mean, with the way we're headed, <laughs> uh, we're headed right to it. We're headed much. right to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, like you watch this piece of shit. Uh, you know, has a chokehold on his party, and then you have the other piece of shit just not giving a fuck about Americans. Yeah. I, again, uh, you know, I was gonna pick uh, Dumb Money, to be honest with you, but I was like, I'm gonna get so fucking mad about the rich that the I was movie just like, wasn't you that know bad, what? man. That movie's no, pretty good. No, I, because I know I enjoyed that. Shit I know for that sure. they were undercutting the rich, right? Like in terms of how they took advantage of the, of the system. The, yeah, of the GameStop. Uh, it was the GameStop. The, the GameStop. Right? Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, like, I what I was I was gonna watch these rich billionaires. Doing everything in their power to fuck with normal people yeah. to figure out how to cheat the game on their behalf. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. And, and and I was just like, be like, I'm gonna be so fucking pissed. No, no, no. Let's let's not pick that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, there's that one was thing. Good, that was a good movie, though. There is one thing that I hate, and that is the fucking rich. Because Has that one actor from fucking uh, uh, Paul Dano. Paul Dano, yeah, from uh. Uh, he's the Riddler from the Batman. He's also the young priest in There Will Be Blood. There you go. He's also in uh, Little Miss Sunshine as the older brother um, with Steve Carell and Alan Arkin and uh, fucking my, one of my favorite actresses of all time. I call her the GOAT, uh, Tony Collette. Uh, don't you ever disrespect Tony nah, Collette. Nah, fuck that. I'll disrespect her because she might one movie about the spies or the mafia, mafia mama. <laughs> oh, fuck that. You really well, hated that? I didn't watch it. Yeah. I didn't watch it either. Yeah. I wouldn't watch that piece well, of yeah, shit. Yeah, but it, I mean, yeah, it looked bad. But hey, for her to be in it yeah. and be like... Hey, man, sometimes you got to pick up a check, right? I mean, look oh, at man. Sterling K. Brown. He was in that fucking terrible Predators movie, and he's a fantastic actor. But sometimes you're like, ah, I'm picking up a check. That's I mean, too much. All, That's yeah, too much, I think. Yeah, all, act, all actors do that it. That may be the fucking uh, studio said, no, you got to do this. Maybe. Also true. You know? I mean, like, what was that other movie that the Farley Brothers... Is it, I don't know if it's the Farley Brothers, but they movie 43... Where they basically pulled people in because they were like, "We have leverage on you for other things." Yeah, so yeah. Hugh Jackman, you know, um, fucking everybody was everybody. In that Halle Berry, uh, what's that? Fucking Kevin Costner, not Kevin Costner. My God, it, it, there was so many of them, and they all hated it. They all had a terrible experience. Kevin, uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville, <laughs> Kevin, fucking uh, what's that fool's name, man? Fucking uh, his his uh, buddies, Adam Sandler. Uh, Kevin uh, James Kevin James I mean all of them Are in that fucking movie And yeah. they all hated it Yeah I remember they, that they shit They did not have fun Did you see that movie? Uh, yes I did. I had a friend tell me You should watch it Just to see how bad it is Fuck. I watched it It is one of the most Horrific Budgeted films I've seen Dog like, shit you know, It's a dog shit None of the fucking jokes Are funny 
none of it fucking lands. And I watched it relatively early as it was out on video for, I think, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is really fucking bad. I watched it, and I was like, man, I should have gone to see this in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> to fucking be like, what is wrong with That's us? a piece of shit fucking movie for sure. But like you're saying, yeah, a lot of actors do, I guess, have to come out in... Uh, terrible films. Yeah, just a to lot, fucking... A lot of times. Just they, to appease... The, appease some of the contracts that they have yeah. with the studios. I mean, like, that's... that's the, the Unfortunately, that's the name of the game sometimes. There's a lot of actors that get pulled into projects that they don't want to be part of. Yeah. And uh, you can tell, though, like, when they're on camera, uh, that they are not having fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't tell. I, I just... I don't know. Uh, I mean, dude, there's... I don't a, ever see, take it that way, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like, because I, I can tell, like, there's a time where you, you can feel it in their facial expressions, in their eyes. It looks like, man, what a joyous film. Like, right? Like, you watch Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay. Everyone's having a fucking fun time. But that's but, a hell of a fucking movie, though. Right, but again, Edgar Wright did a great job working with Brian O'Malley to create the world and everything, and they did a fantastic job, and so it was so much fun for the actors. Like, Michael Sarah in an interview said... It was the hardest nine months of his life with the training and everything because he had to be there for all of it. You know, everybody yeah, else dropped yeah, in right. for whatever scenes they were in. He's like, it was the hardest nine months of his life. He's like, but I wouldn't, I would do it all again if it meant having the 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 friendships and the work with these professionals. Yeah, yeah. We had such a fucking great time. It was all worth Fight it. Fight scenes, everything yeah. was fucking he's like, dope. I, I, he's like, I don't give a fuck. My body was racked from training. My body was racked from fighting. My body was just tired from working the the, the days. He's like, but I still had, it's the best project I've worked on. Life the of best, a day player. The best working experience that he had yeah. working a job. And I'm like, that's, that's what it's about. Like, if you can get on a good, solid project where everyone is understanding the vision and they're all on board. It's great. It's kind of like uh, the Seth Rogen one. Uh, end of uh, end of the day. Oh, the um, end of, end of the world. Some shit. The like end that. times. Yeah, I I that was a good movie because fucking you could see that everybody's having a good ass time. Having, having fun. Yeah. yeah. Michael Sarah, like when he when they told him to slap Rihanna's ass, he told her like I really want you to hit me back, and she goes, Oh, I am. He goes, and so <laughs> like when he slapped her ass and she decked him real hard, he's like, Oh, she got me good. <laughs> Hell yeah. He's like, she slapped the shit out of me. He's like, but it, that's what was funny about it. Like, you want to you wanna go all in on that stuff. Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, 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 that's when you can see it. And, like, there's movies you'll tell. You can tell everyone is on fire. Yeah. Everyone. Has anybody seen my cell phone? <laughs> and then fucking the thing goes through. Oh, my fucking phone. Man. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that's, 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 I think, what every actor wants. And that's not what they get all the time. That's not the reality. Like, I'll tell you, I wa- like, going back to Sterling K. Brown, watching him in American Fiction, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm always reminded of how good he is. And then watching him in The Predators, I he's 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 calling it in. He's bored out of his fucking mind. He hates the fucking role. But you know what? He's cutting a check. And, like, sometimes you got to do oh, it. His fucking dance in, uh, in um, the Lonely Islands, uh, Lonely Islands video. <laughs> Shit was fucking good, man. But, yeah, but I mean, he's having fun, yeah. right? Like, that's the thing. All right, guys. May, December, The Kitchen. Those are the films. We'll catch you guys next week. Stay yeah, safe out there. That's right. Get ready for it, motherfuckers. Um, and yeah, dude, honestly, if you can mask up, do it. I mean, just because there's a lot of diseases going on right now, and you just don't want to deal with it. Just just breathe in your own fucking... Your, your own breath. Your own breath, yeah. yeah. It's all good. Yeah. All right, guys. Stay safe. Peace. Yeah, peace. Peace.